0: And now, David Hope with the split sermon. <clears throat> our responsibility on the Day of Atonement. Thank you, Ken. Good afternoon, everyone. Good to see everyone here. Seemed like most of our men's voices are a little froggy today or something. You know, it happens sometimes when you go without a little bit of water my wife told me to not talk about food today. You know, not not to torture you guys and and uh, you know, lo and behold, and she said water too, you know, and lo and behold, coming across the parking lot out of my pickup out here, coming in, Noel Carter reminded me that we've got a pitcher here. We've got a pitcher here. And uh, then our song leader, Said the same, not a song leader but a piano player Art said the same thing so when you've got water over there now David you know but I'm not going to talk about food you know cause, uh, I know that would be kind of cruel a lot of you probably have already on the way here if you've had to stop you know next to a restaurant or something you probably have smelled the chicken-fried steak smoking or something, you know, or probably onions, you know, from McDonald's, you know. You just hear you smell it. You guys have already exposed to that without me, you know, getting up here talking about it. And, and uh, you know, you probably have already seen a Budweiser commercial, too. And, and uh, I know, it, but I'm, I'm not going to talk about that stuff today. You know, are a lot of symbolism. A lot of symbolism. Do I need to unbutton my coat or something? Uh, There's a lot of symbolism that pertain to the Day of Atonement. And if you look in Leviticus 16, you'll see a lot of it in there. And, and uh, for instance, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase some things here. Uh, you know, Leviticus 16, uh, we have uh, Aaron, you know, the priest and all that. We've got a bullock, two kid do- two kid goats, a ram. Casting of lots, and a fit man, and wilderness, and all of that—you know—a lot of symbolism. I'm not going to go there today. There's, you know, it's a long subject to go into, and and uh, I don't know what Mr. Gregory has in store, but uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to uh, start out in Leviticus 23, a very familiar scripture to all of us, or most of us, and where God speaks to Moses telling Moses to speak to the children of Israel and tell them what their responsibilities are. You know, these other responsibilities, for the most part, is for the priest and other other situations in here. And uh, and uh, anyway, concerning this Day of Atonement, and of course we can also, uh, if you want, later on you can go to the New Testament over in and uh, Hebrews and and the, the example of Melchizedek and a lot of other things and you know the the writer there explains a great deal about the, the way the priesthood had been changed but that's not our purpose now and some things that we still need to do and we still practice as a church and going to um, Leviticus the twenty third chapter and we've already read that a couple of times this year uh, we're starting off you know and I'll just paraphrase part of it. And verse one it says, and the Lord spoken to Moses, saying, speaking to the children of Israel, and saying to them concerning the feast of the Lord, and which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations; even these are my feasts. And he talks about the Sabbath, and and uh, you read down through, we, you know, he talks about the Passover days of unleavened bread, and Pentecost, and and uh, we've just celebrated, uh, you know, a little over a week ago, I guess, uh, the feast of trumpets, and I will read uh, since we're right on the tail, of that, tail end of that and just kind of get us in the, the uh, flow of things. Uh, Leviticus 23 and verse 23. And uh, like I said, this will pertain to the feast of trumpets. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall you have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation, So we've read that you know a couple of weeks ago, you shall do no servile work therein, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. So here's where we're starting now in uh, verse 26. Uh, and I'm going to mention about uh, four, four or five things here that, that will be in this the first few verses here. Uh, you're going to have a holy convocation afflict your souls, offer an offering, and do no work. So we're just kind of paraphrasing. And here's what our responsibility is as uh, lay members and people, uh, you know, in the church or back then ancient Israelites, what we were supposed to do, uh, you know, the priest and the others did the other thing, but here's what we are to do. Verse 26, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, On the tenth day of this seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation unto you. And you shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Are you afflicted yet? Is anybody afflicted yet? Are you trying to afflict yourselves? He didn't mean to flagellate ourselves, you know, to cut ourselves, hurt ourselves, beat it, and all that. But he does want us to be a little uncomfortable on this day. I wish I had a lot more time to, to go into that, but anyway. And and you should do no work in that same day, for it is a day of atonement to make an atonement for you before the Lord your God. And this is, this is one day that uh, my wife takes a little more serious, too. She's pretty fastidious about if, if I'm out of the bed for about five minutes, you know, and I go back and I want to go back to bed, it's already made. It's too late, you know, if I haven't told her. Well, on the day of Atonement, she do not make the bed. So if you come to our house, you know, this afternoon, and, uh, you know, the bed won't be made, you know, that she, she takes that one seriously. Well, she takes all of them seriously. But anyway, in verse 29, for whatsoever so it be that shall not afflict, be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. That's pretty serious. And whatsoever so it be that does any work in that same day, The same soul will I destroy from among his people. So the Day of Atonement is a pretty serious thing for for we that know better to really consider. And I think all of us do or we wouldn't be here today. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest. You shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month at even. From even unto even shall you celebrate your Sabbath. And we use this a great deal, and even on a weekly Sabbath to have people realize, you know, God's Sabbaths always start in the evening before. And to stick with the kind of I think I only to head down to about thirty-two, thirty-three in here. Uh, and like I said, it's such a broad thing. I want to try to uh, do as much as I can to keep us in the context but not get into all the uh, technical things that, that goes on in that day. Um, if you'll turn with me to Isaiah 58, the scripture that a lot of people like to use when they're thinking about fasting and and uh, you can take this in conjunction with this day or or not it's up to you and it has some connotations that can give you the indication it could be either way but i'm going to read this because it has a very important message to it isaiah 58 verse 1 cry aloud spare not lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgressions and the house of jacob their sins Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. So they tried to appear anyway to be Christian or good people. They ask of me, they, they ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and this is God speaking, and you, and you see not. You know, we fast and you don't pay any attention. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul and you take no knowledge? Behold, in that day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labor. So we have to see what our attitude is when when we do these things. Behold, you fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. So we, we understand that this is to help our voice to be held heard on high. Is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man? And even you can say that about the Day of Atonement. Is this a day that I have chosen, a day that a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him will you call this a fast and an acceptable day unto the lord is not this the fast that i have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. So, you know, a lot of this is uh, is our actions, our thoughts toward others. And, of course, it's also that, that God will help our situation to unloose the burdens, but it's a two-way thing. Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry and that you bring the poor that are cast out into your house? When you see the naked that you cover him and that you hide not yourself from your own flesh and, and we see even in the New Testament especially over in James he was talking about you know you show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works you know you don't say well you know I'll pray for you be be filled you know have food and have clothing then you not do anything about it you know the lip service God's not into lip service and uh, we were talking to both of our daughters out in California last night, out where they've had a lot of the fires, and and um, I think Becky and Sharon both were really amazed with how the communities were coming around that that were not affected directly by the fires that were helping out. You know, the the people, many people lost their homes; they lost just about everything they had in in those areas. And, uh, the, you know, that's what we are to do. We are to have compassion and mercy and, and uh, work to help others. Then shall your light break forth in verse eight. Then shall your light break forth as the morning, and your health shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The Lord, uh, no, the, the glory of the Lord shall be your re reward. So fabulous things will break loose if our attitudes are right, even on this day of atonement. Even though we're ter- personally forced to do that, which not something that we necessarily want to do, but we willingly participate. Then shall you call, and the Lord shall answer. You shall cry, and he shall say, Here I am. And, the mi- and if you take away the mid- from the midst of you the yoke and the putting forth of the finger, talking about earlier by finger, and speaking vanity, oh, how great I am. If you will draw out your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall your light rise in obscurity and your darkness as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and make fat your bones. And you shall be like a watered garden and like the spring of water whose waters fail not. Sounds good. That's something that I think most of us would like to happen. And they that shall be of you, should, or they they that shall be of you, shall build the old waste places, and you shall rise up, raise up the foundations of many generations. And yes, you shall be called the repairer of the breach. The restore of paths to dwell in. And that's a fabulous thing to do if we could just restore those paths. Verse 13. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath. How many times we heard this? From doing your own pleasure on my holy day and even on God's uh, day of atonement. And call the Sabbath a delight. The holy of the Lord. Honorable and shall honor him. Not doing your own ways nor finding your own pleasure nor speaking your own words, then shall you delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you to write upon the high places of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. I'm trying to keep a lot of the, you know, not going to a lot of scriptures because we don't have a lot of time today because of our... Uh, um, agenda, but I do want to go and I decided to go ahead and, and go to James anyway I just I was not going to a lot of, a lot of rich stuff over in the New Testament and that you know whether they're directly about this day or or the implications or about what we were talking about, but I would like to read in in James chapter four and verse one through about ten, and just give us a little bit of a contact. James 4 and verse 1, I think I said 10, yeah. From whence comes wars and fightings from among you? Come they not hence from even your lust that you war in your members? You lust and have not, you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. Okay, and we ask, all right, okay, does it work in? You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. So what's our attitude when we ask for things? God knows what our attitudes are. You idolaters and, and idolatresses know you not that the friendship of the world is the enmity of God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy? But he gives more grace whereof, he said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So I think most of us are pretty humble today, you know. We're, we're, we're down off of our high horse. We know where our substance is. And um, Verse 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God. And we're trying to do that today. I think we're doing a good job of submitting ourselves to God. Resist the devil. A very powerful scripture. And he will flee from you. Draw near to God. That's what we're trying to do today. We're trying to honor God today on his day of atonement. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Put him to test. Cleanse your hands. You sinners and purify your hearts. You double-minded, be afflicted. Are you afflicted? You know, I'm. I'm a little bit afflicted today, and probably will be a lot more before the before the day's over. Uh, be afflicted and mourn. Weep and let your laughter be turned to laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. So, like I said, uh, we had a very short time today. Uh, in conclusion, God wants us really to be afflicted today. You know, he says so in many places. In a few days will be the Feast of Tabernacles, the high point of this. You know, we're always looking for that, Feast of Tabernacles, which God said. He didn't tell you to be afflicted on the Feast of Tabernacles. He said rejoice before the Lord. We're looking forward to the rejoicing before the Lord. I'm looking forward to that, and I know you are. May God bless you and have a blessed, afflicted day.